0: From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV
1: brings you two guys who like to think they know something about Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banke. We are ready to talk some Packers. I am at the LiveX studio here in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live in Green Bay across the street from Lambeau Field. What do we have on
0: tap today, Corey? Today, we'll try to figure out how the Green Bay Packers lost yet another NFC championship game. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got MVS and Kenny Clark. We got the bad.
1: We got Mike. It's fourth down. Pettin. We got the ugly. We got Kevin. Is that guy fast? King. Corey, how the hell are you, buddy? Oh yeah, <laughs> that about covers it. Let me tell you, buddy. That about covers it.
0: Man, oh, lordy, can I just it say, all can, ends so quickly. I
1: just, you know, can I just say, this shit sucks,
0: man. They, they should be, they should be going to the Super
1: Bowl. <laughs> they should be going to the Super Bowl, Binky. I
0: can't, I can't <sighs> tell you how many times I've thought that.
1: That yeah, in my life. Let me okay. Let's let's start on a. Well, I'll try to steer the positive here. How was the game? How was being at Lambo? I know the results sucked, but how was the atmosphere? How was being in the stands? Finally, waited all year to get in. You finally got in. How was it?
0: It was great. I mean, it was Lambo. Lambo Field. A lot less people. Um, it was pretty loud. We had these. Uh, they gave out these white. They didn't have the cheesehead TV stickers, but <laughs> no. Uh, they gave out. You could pick. Uh, uh, Get loud, Lambo. Go pack, go. It was cool. And the, and someone had done the due diligence at Lambo Field of like smashing these against bleachers right. because that one probably got smashed against a bleacher like two thousand, three thousand times, and it's 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 held up pretty good. So, you know, um, there you you had a mix. It really felt like Lambo Field in the good and the bad, which I loved. Um, it was kind of weird to go to the bathroom and be one of the only people in the bathroom. That That's just kind of <laughs> weird aside. Uh, but, like, there were Lambo trolls who, Lambo trolls, like, I still haven't met some people on Twitter that are as bad as Lambo trolls. So, there was a Lambo troll behind us. So, my cousin and I were kind of sharing the same looks we share when we're right. in the in a normal, regular season game. So, that was amazing. You know, um, everybody, everybody in the stand stepped up to the level that they needed to step up to. It's on Unfortunate that the Green Bay Packers uh, chose not to. But it was uh, it was a very, very, very uh, – it was great. It was great to be at Lambeau. I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged to have been there. Um, and I thank my family for uh, allowing us cousins to go uh, in our grandpa's seats.
1: Yeah, well, I was here at the watch party with Perry. And
0: it's it, it was fun until it wasn't. And then it sucked. You probably had more fun, though, overall than me, though. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Who's I re I rewatched the rivet thing back. I couldn't hear you guys because I didn't bring I like a little and wired. You like, kept going mic. like yeah, they're 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 they're
1: they're 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 they're
0: they're 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 they are they are they touchdown. they touched they <laughs> It was riveting content. It looked content. pretty good, though. It did look great. It actually, like, it did look good. You know, the Packers <laughs> didn't shut us down yet, so we're still still A lot, still, we're a lot still of ball
1: game left. A lot of ball a lot game, ball game left. left. Uh, we'll talk about the Packers. I'm very interested to explore the Packers troll that you were talking about, but I feel that there's a cross-section here of the type of person who is a troll, who is a Packers fan, and at Lambeau, uh, and the, you know, types of, Internet trolls that we encounter from time to time. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, in the they're blog very sphere.
0: different things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, but there is some uh, intersection. I feel
1: like there's there's definitely there some is. intersection. There is. a Venn diagram. Yeah, there's no, there's no a cross. Yeah, Right. There's there's sure. a spot where they meet. Um, let's start with some news. Got to talk about the news. Hey, Corey, I don't know if you know this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers lost another NFC Championship game. Mm.
0: So uh, so Sunday, the Green Bay Packers lose the NFC Championship game. Right. Monday, the Packers Pro Shop can't take money, (laughs) literally all day. And literally, you go to the Packers Pro Shop, you're like, I wanna buy this stuff. They're like, oh, I'm gonna hold that for you. Can you give me your number? We're gonna call you back tomorrow when those credit card machines are working and take your money. Tuesday, there's an accident after the sun goes down on Lombardi Avenue. Car rolls over. I do not know if anybody's hurt or not, but literally the car rolled over onto a transformer that took out Town Development, so Lodge Kohler couldn't turn their grill on. Hinterland shut down. Everybody shut down over there. Like So basically all the tourists that came, the, the few tourists that came, they're like, hey, let's go to Titletown Development tonight on uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. night. No. And then this morning we wake up and Leroy Butler didn't make the Hall of Fame. And you're like, really? Really? What else? What else? Is it's, like a meteor going to dump on this this house right now? Like, it's, what else? It's, like, a, t- just
1: it's a tough keep- kind of row. we kind of, you know, we keep getting hit after hit after hit. And you're right. That was the news that Leroy himself tweeted out this morning. Leroy Butler does not make <sighs> the Hall of Fame yet again. Now, we don't know who who got in yet. But I'm just telling you this right now. We just
0: know that he didn't. We just
1: know that he didn't. But I'm telling you this right now. If John King Lynch gets in, I'm going to go completely ham. I may just go burn down the building in Canton because that will
0: be a travesty. This is the part in the YouTube video where you put that little card thing that's like watch an Aaron Nagler talk for one hour about why John Lynch and Leroy Butler can compare themselves. Just, just letting just, your future I'm, self know that. I'm just gonna. I'm just. It's just making me mad. It's
1: making me mad just even <laughs> talking about it. Um, it's
0: ridiculous. It's
1: ridiculous. Speaking of, speaking of. hey uh, Al or Matt in the studio. I got a echo in my in my speaking voice in my headset. I don't know if that's coming across on social, but just letting you guys know, like a delay. Um, Rodgers makes Rodgers makes people lose their minds I mean here we are We're grown adults We've watched a football game And rather than talk about the game And everything that happened in it Aaron Rodgers Gets on Zoom For 10 minutes And the whole fucking planet loses its mind And is continuing to Days later So That's nice. Don't even worry about the fact that there was a football game where, you know, 50 plus individuals on each side worked and fought, and one side was victorious and the other wasn't, and all these humans were involved. No, this 10 minute little passive aggressive nonsense after the game has dominated all the headlines. So, I don't know. It's just, that's. That's in the news, so I got to name check it, but I'm so sick of it. I'm sure we'll talk about it in Blogosphere because we have to because it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, Next up, we got Mark Murphy following said post-game nonsense. Goes on the radio and says, we're not idiots. He literally says, we're not idiots. We're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Um, I love that he felt the need to... Let people know. It felt like he was kind of like staring right at the Houston Texans as he said it. Like, this is how a real organization is run. We don't entertain trade proposals or ideas from our quarterback. But, of course, you know, people are going to make hay out of that. So he has to say something. And he's asked about it, what have you. So that's been, you know, a week. And then finally... Just to, just to end, you know, as you're saying, like this trend of just. It's not a, the end of the week, Nagler. I know. Only that's what I'm saying. Just a you week know that. that is just continuing to pummel us blow by blow. A lot of body blows this week from the old Packers universe. Corey Lindsley, in about the, uh, the only bit of news we've got, because we haven't heard from Coach yet, and I think maybe we'll hear from Brian later this week. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But the only real kernel of news to come out of availabilities so far uh, is that Corey Lindsley's representatives have not heard from the Packers. There has been zero talks, absolutely nothing going on, which is not surprising, but it is depressing because it it inches us closer to the inevitable departure of Corey Linsley as a Green
0: Bay Packer. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Um, I know, I know! I think that if... uh, If there was one player that really no one's talking about, and I kind of put in my Twitter, All right,
1: Corey, Corey, is, Corey, we have breaking news. We yes. have break. We have literal breaking news. Oh. Hit, hit the. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers are parting ways with special teams coordinator Sean Meninga. Tom Palicero reports. Sean Meninga, he out. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. Is anyone surprised? Zero people. Zero humans are surprised.
0: I mean. No one. There's probably some people that don't follow this here website or watch (laughs) this here show or or on Twitter who are like, who's Sean Meninga? (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's a fair point.
1: I mean, when you're historically bad at your job, or I'm sorry, when the results are historically bad. Packers giving up two punt returns for touchdowns for the first time since the 60s. Yeah, yeah, you have to think it's probably time to be moving on. I know everyone's probably going to be asking about Mike Pettin, but we haven't heard anything. We're going to get to that. We haven't heard anything on uh, Pettin. Uh, maybe he's still talking to Matt LaFleur,
0: which is entirely possible. Sorry about that. We're going to get to that. Sorry about that. Just no, had, to, fine. had to get the breaking it's news fine. out there. That's the last time Sean Menegan's is going to interrupt me, so it'll be okay. <laughs> Um, fair point. <laughs> fair point. The uh I was gonna talk about the big the probably the probably the most missing player from Sunday that we really, really miss, especially given the scheme and the game plan that uh coach actually went for is David Bakhtiari. So it is I know that the wannabe capologists, the pseudo analysts, all these people in the media, I understand I understand what 30 teams do in the NFL when it comes to draft and value and all this garbage that they're going to put out and whatever. But I also understand that the Packers tend to view things a little differently. And, you know, one of the ways that you sustain success is by, you know, putting the pieces in place that you need, that you know, right? Not the things that you don't know. And obviously you do have to move on at some time. This is a temporal game. Right. Things, things turn over very quickly, different positions turn over at different times. And that's literally what you're trying to do is in this temporal thing, have this, have this spectrum across all these age groups and all these position types so that you, you're in the middle and you're in that gold zone. Uh, Not to bring that up because the Packers were playing that incessantly at Lambeau Field, by the way, (laughs) because they couldn't actually, they couldn't get any of the cast members there. So they made a bunch of videos about it to appease the players, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to be in this band and, you know, Corey Lindsley and David Bakhtiari and these guys, and, and they put you in this band. You know what you have, right? Right. So, and I know, you know, Goody's going to weigh, like, is this person's value based on what I, I understand? There's a numbers game, but it is, you know, missing those key, missing that key player in this game could have been the difference. Right, it absolutely could have been. And I'm glad you said that, Corey. I,
1: I actually, no, I lied, Al. It's still, the, the echo is still the re, the, delay is still there. Um, Yes. No, there's no question that it could have made a difference. I've seen so much kind of, you know, so many people declaring what is or what would have or didn't make a difference or this is because of that. And it's like it's a football game. It all works in concert. Pieces obviously fit together and the Packers are a better team with David Bocciari on the field. There's no question about that. But you know, they at some point if you're the coach, you don't have David Battiari, You got to adjust, you know. And I, to, to me, starting we're talking about the offense here. So let's just dive into the offensive side of the ball from this game. You talk about a team that was clipping along, had a game script that worked each and every week, namely get ahead, but mix in the run with the pass, be very efficient on offense, and you know end up in the red zone and then end up scoring. That has happened more often than not. And to kind of come out and kind of stub their toe, so to speak, it was shades of 2019. Their identity was lost. It just felt like, especially in the second half, when I know they were behind, but they got back into the game with a long, sustained drive. And then they get that interception from Jair, and they just never regained it. It was just the weirdest thing to me. And, and the sense of, like, it almost felt like Rodgers wanted to go spread again, and we wanted to spread it out and get everybody out and for you know out into the routes. And that's not how they won all these games this year. So yeah, to me the identity, and that's a mix. That's that's Lafleur and that's Rodgers. It's not one or the other. It's yeah. both of them. Um, that I just feel like yeah, the identity that they had that was so successful all year was lost, and I understand they got behind, but like I said, they scratched and clawed their way back into that game, they scored points in that game, to get back into that game at first by keeping their identity, so that's,
0: yeah, I don't know, it's, it was hard. I mean, I do believe, when I left that game, and I still believe, and I haven't watched it again, but I do believe that the 2020-21 Packers got to where they were because they had this juggernaut of an offense and that juggernaut of an offense stubbed it toe so early, mm. got down, and kind of forgot itself, exactly what you're saying. Right. What will go down in history... To me, about this game, like, if 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 the 2007 NFC Championship <laughs> come down to, right. you know, uh, Jarrett Bush falling on the ball and Brett Favre not seeing four open wide receivers and throwing it to the one <laughs> guy that gets him an interception. Right. If that's, right, because that's, yeah. like, the legacy of that yep. game. Yep, no question. Um, if the legacy, to me, of this game will be Back-to-back interceptions, six plays, six offensive plays that were offensive (laughs) and that will haunt the Packers and Matt LaFleur, I hope, throughout his coaching tenure. Because F the fourth down, go for it. F everything else. The times you win championship football are when you take the ball back from an opponent. And that's the only way you're going to get back. So who we were in that game from a defensive standpoint is who we were all season. Yes, but we were that's not really that good, offense all season. Point. We were not that offense. That what they put on the field on Sunday, we did not see. Maybe we saw glimpses of it in Week Six, right. maybe. Right. But. We got or down, at, you the know, other times throughout could the year. we can afford not yeah. to do is get down and not come, like, we're an offensive juggernaut. Where right. was that team? Right. Right? Where was that team? Well, and, okay, the,
1: the opponent gets paid, too. They're very good. They're in the Super Bowl for a reason. You know, they won three playoff games on the road. Uh, they, they earned the right to be on Lambeau Field with the Packers, and they took it to them. You know, those edge rushers, to me, you look at the tackles. The tackles were really overmatched, uh, and you know, I had people up in my mentions this week talking about Billy Turner not being worth the contract again. And I thought we had moved past that. You know, there's no question Billy and Rick were completely overmatched. There's no doubt about it. The tackles really struggled, but that doesn't erase everything they did to help get the Packers to this point in the NFC championship. No. They're not in the no, game. Not. They're not even playing in that game without what Billy and Rick have done all year. Billy especially has more than justified that contract as far as his versatility, his ability to play not only guard but both tackle spots. I mean, it's just the the contract thing always bugs me because it's the lens and the prism some people kind of view everything through when they're looking at the when you're when they're looking at the players. But to me, That is also comes back to you talking about identity. It really, I don't understand why LaFleur didn't recognize the fact that his guys weren't holding up. And it's twofold. Again, it is twofold on the coach and the quarterback. One, if you're the coach, give those tackles some help, man. Play a couple more sets where you've got your tight end in line. Run that uh, that running back, or make sure he's chipping, or what you know, slide protect, and then roll Rogers away. Get move the pocket, do something. And I always saw a little bit of that, but man, repeatedly. And then you flip it over to the quarterback side, Aaron, buddy. You know, especially by the second half, you know these guys are getting worked. You got, if you want to spread it out, go five wide, go empty, which they did a number of times. You got to get the ball out of your hands. You know these guys aren't holding up. So, it's again, it's an identity thing. It's getting away from what made you successful all year. It's just hard. It's just both of them. You know, if you're going to be the coach and the play caller and the quarterback who reap all this praise all year long for this juggernaut, to use your word, Corey, offense, well then, you know, it's time when you struggle to turn the spotlight back on you again and say, these are the things that you have done all year that you didn't do in this game.
0: I think that the big takeaway, I hope that Aaron and Coach take away, because they're going to have to play one more year together, at least, is the inability of both of those men as leaders to self-scout adequately. That's a really good point. You brought up a really good point about, you know, all season you were bitching about you know us going down to the play clock to zero, right, to right. zero, to zero, to zero. If you know that the other team blitzes, if any anything that you do, and and Aaron Rodgers knows this better than me, I sound like a fool even talking about this. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's no, the identity of this whole. Because,
1: that's the identity of this whole podcast. We both don't know what the hell we're talking about, but that's what we lean into. Well,
0: we stay with our identity, like, Corey. I think it's great that, you know, you looked at film from 10 years ago and saw that you did something in your hitch and your drop back that, like, makes you a better player today. Mm -hmm. But I wish that you looked at all of the games where you let the clock go to zero because guess what? Your opponents were looking at that, too, and they took advantage of it on Sunday. Your opponents took advantage of all of your habits and all of the things that you and coach are not self-scouting. Yeah, And that's just the reality, right? Better, more experienced men beat the Green Bay Packers coaching and leadership in this game. And because we had an offense, like, had they gone to their game, there's no way anybody can stop them. I still believe that even after Sunday. Well, I
1: just, we said it all year, and I know I said it on the radio the other sad. day. The only team that sad. could beat this team – was this team the 2020 Packers were the worst enemy in this game whether it's Aaron Jones fumbling deep in his own end whether it's Kevin King completely melting down at the end of the first half you know the you know, Red, Redmond's dropped interception you know there's there's a litany of things like there is pretty much on every one of these games where where they ha- yep. break our hearts but to me Corey yeah I, I know you were really passionate after the game uh, I saw your tweets about that sequence where Jair gets the two interceptions and the Packers basically throw it or attempt to throw it six times. There was a sack in there uh, and end up punting twice. And, you know, it's funny because on the mic'd up, if you listen, uh, you hear Lafleur go, let's spread it out. And we want to go after him. And I'm like, what uh, what are you doing? And that's exactly what I asked him after the game. In regards to trusting his quarterback too much. We all love Aaron. Aaron's a brilliant talent. He's had an MVP season. He hasn't had an MVP season by spreading it out. And throwing it around nope. the yard. Like he did nope. under Mike McCarthy when he was 27. He's 37. And he's been. In, he was had an MVP year. By running your offense. Not by spreading it out. That to me is like. I'm not going to say egregious. But to your point Corey. It's a a real lack of kind of self-awareness, I think, and an ability to look at yourself critically. And it's kind of what happened last year in San Francisco. You know, they came back and tried to run basically the same stuff they ran the first time around. It's like, hmm, well, you didn't match up too well the first time. And I understand coaches always say, well, it's just bad execution. But like I said earlier, the other team gets paid too. And at some point, you have to recognize that they are controlling things. You know, that's to me the most kind of frustrating aspect of that sequence.
0: I guarantee you, and this is not a knock on Aaron, but Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Tom Brady, what makes him one of the best quarterbacks of all time is his ability to self-scout and not give away his tendencies. Right. He makes it look so easy. That guy makes it look so easy. I can't stand the guy as far (laughs) as, like, in sports. Right. But I got a lot of mad respect for the dude, and... He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. There's no doubt about it. It's, you know, given what he did to the Green Bay Packers on Sunday, um, wow. Yeah,
1: um, I, I just want to address a few hey. things in, in the comments because people are always chirping in. Of course, they want to be heard, but they, you know, I thought we don't read the comments. No, I'm reading them right now because I gotta make sure I don't miss any super chats. Corey, gotta make sure they're in the queue <sighs> for later. But you know. First of all, on the, um, a lot of the drops are an issue, but I do find it interesting that everyone's killing EQ for dropping the two-point conversion, which, by the way, was tipped. Go back and watch the game again. It was tipped, and I know it still hits him, but the flight of the ball completely changes your hand-eye coordination. That's a real tough catch. Uh, but no one talks about the fact that Devontae Adams literally dropped a touchdown pass on the back shoulder throw. That ended up being a field goal early in the game to make it 14-10 rather than 14-14, you know? There
0: were a lot of problems, there were a lot of issues. Oh, there's there are you know? mistakes that go all around, but the the the, no the, the piece of thread that I don't I don't know anybody like I'll go toe to toe with Pete Doherty, I'll go toe to toe with Wes. I think most people would agree, the inability of the 2020 2021 Green Bay Packers to not capitalize on those six plays and those that I, I totally is the agree. difference. That is the reason we are sitting here about to cry.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say this, because I know a lot of people have pointed to, there was a lot of chatter on Monday about the decision by Lafleur to kick the field goal rather than to let Aaron and the offense go for it on fourth down. I have zero issue with that, and let me tell you why. All throughout kind of the last two, three years in football, we've heard people talking about coaches playing scared. And everyone's like, oh, he's playing scared. In fact... LeFleur is doing the exact opposite in that situation, where he is saying, I want to win this in regulation. You know, yes, you could possibly score a touchdown. I'm saying possibly. it's Obviously not a given, but you could possibly score a TD. And then you could yep. also possibly get the two-point conversion. Not that you've had a great amount of success up to this point doing that, but you could. So now... It's a tie game, and you're giving the ball to Tom Brady in a situation where all he yep. needs is a field goal to go down and win it and send his team to the Super Bowl, so you got to get a stop. Instead, Matt LaFleur kicks the field goal and now has all three timeouts, and he's on the other the good side of the two-minute warning. And the Bucks did a monster favor for the Packers when the returners slid down before the two-minute warning, basically giving them a free timeout. So he kicks that field goal with the idea of I've still got to stop Tom Brady, but if I do it now, Aaron's got the ball to go win the game in regulation.
0: You're not playing to quote-unquote get it to overtime. He's playing to win the game in regulation. When you look at the, I think some of the stats I saw, it was 9.5 to. to That's the other thing. The
1: win probability goes down by 0.5 percent. According to really? ESPN
0: stats and info. Like, Literally. Let the coach decide which one he wants to I do. I just, you know, exactly. but that's that. the other really? thing. I'm glad you said <laughs> what that, Corey. Because that's, what, that's <laughs> the other
1: thing that drives me insane is like the complete overreaction and de- declaration of, oh, this is an egregious mistake by Matt LaFleur. It's so clear he's such a young coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, no. He's just got a different methodology and a different way of working. And like we just pointed out, it's a point point. 5% difference in win proba- probability, and he's trying to win the game in regulation. That's his decision. He's the coach. I get it. And, like, yep. you can disagree. That's why I don't. Reasonable, pe- reasonable people can say, oh, I don't really agree with that methodology or that idea. Fine. That's great. Yep. But to sit there, and so many people have on the internet this week, like, oh, it's just he should be fired. There were people literally saying he should be fired. I mean, what?
0: come on. Come on. Whoever said that, I wish you could, like, revoke your fan card. Not me do it, but someone do it. Exactly. I wish there were, like, rules. That should be a rule, though. Coach should be fired for... What? Dan Miller. Brady threw three picks and should have been
1: four. Negs, you passively, aggressively do not like Aaron. No, I very openly love Aaron and have expressed it both publicly here on my Twitter feed and to Aaron himself. It's just funny how soft people get when it comes to
0: Aaron. Like, he's not above criticism, guys. I mean, like, it's okay. Do they get soft like, do they get soft, like Mike Pettin's defense? Hell, should we talk about the defense? Shall we? <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, we've
1: heard a lot know, about Kevin King and Mike Pettin. You know, we talked. Uh, uh, Kenny Clark was in the good category at the start of the show. I thought Kenny had a great Kenny game. Kenny Clark had
0: a game. He had a oh, game. Oh, my goodness. He, he, he
1: showed up. Mm-hmm. You know who hasn't been talked about a lot this week? You know, and obviously the Aaron Rodgers oxygen is taking up pretty much everything when it comes to the Packers right now. But you know what hasn't been talked about a whole lot is uh, Zadarius and Preston. Kind of MIA in that game. And I understand, and I'm not talking just like, oh, they didn't have any sacks or whatever. There were some flashes, but yeah. There were flashes at times. And I thought Zadarius uh, and Preston at times did it okay work against the run. And I, I recognize that it's difficult to get to Brady. You know, he gets the ball out in in very you know few seconds and he gets the ball out in rhythm and it's hard, a lot of those three-step drops, etc. We have also seen that when he does have pressure in his face and Savage is screaming around the edge, he just throws it up, you know, and that's an interception. Like, so I get it. It's tough. But. You are the stars, especially Zedarius, and you have been yeah. a, a a a force, so to speak, on the defensive side all year long, especially in the second half of the season. And then to completely just disappear
0: is uh, disappointing. And well, I think you can say on the defensive side, I think you'd agree, like you need you need three to six players to be superstars in a game, and we had three players. We had Jair. We had Kenny and we had Adrian Amos. Yeah, and even Adrian had outside a bad play, of that. You know? and, and even Adrian yeah, he, he Adrian got taken play, advantage of some, on the play. He action. had some pretty good yeah. plays though. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Well, he had the huge inter- he had the interception on second and ten. Yeah. Total yeah. momentum and shifting. Oh, Jair was like a monster. Oh, Jair was yeah. amazing, and yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I just it's it is it is disappointing. Um, speaking of disappointing. <laughs> <sighs> On his way out the door, (laughs) Kevin King lets us down one last time. Man, it's no secret I love Kevin. I think he's been a whipping boy for Packers fans forever, unnecessarily and unjustified. But there is no doubt he had his worst game as a pro at the worst possible time on Sunday. Mm. And you don't have to look much further, obviously, than the play at the end of the half. No one cares about The number of good plays he made, because there were. They're there on the tape. I don't have to talk about them. You can go watch them yourself. But no one's going to because no one gives a shit. All they want to do is bitch. And I understand. Because that play at the end of the first half was absolutely atrocious and inexcusable. And if there was any lingering possible glimmer that the Packers may talk to Kevin about an extension, you can bet it was extinguished there at the end of the first half. It's fourth down. They have no timeouts. You know, never mind the call. I know the man call is fucking absurd. And who knows? Maybe Petton still swings. We'll, we'll see here. Maybe it'll break while we're still live. But, you know, how <laughs> on earth? How on earth? What are you looking at? He's watching Brady instead of hit the receiver. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's just atrocious.
0: Atrocious is the word I'm going to use here, Bank. That was... That was the whole entire first half, really, if you just switched them, that was what we do to teams. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, we had two or three, like, oh, we got a touchdown We're the team that the gets half. a comfortable right. lead and then, like, maybe yeah. sweats it out towards the end as they like, come back. Right? Yeah. That's who they yep. were. Yep. I hear we you. We literally just changed roles. Yep. And... and and it and it goes back to that whole identity thing where like I do discount and I know so Nagler is waiting for me to apologize. I know. I know what he's doing. Okay. I'm he's not been passive aggressively. No, he's I'm been passive aggressively tweeting me. Nagler, just let me talk right now. All right. Go. So he's been passive aggressively tweeting me because, you know, I've been telling him to be quiet about the defense and like, <laughs> oh, don't talk about the defense. And so I figured he was gonna completely destroy me today. But we're actually in agreement that it was the offense, but but, yeah, like, I thought you were going to come into this show when we started and be like, you know what? Remember when you told me that the defense doesn't matter? Well, it mattered in this game, Banky. <laughs> I literally thought that's how we were going to start the show. So, uh, oh, you know. No. no. Hate to say you were right. I kind of knew it. I kind of was in denial about the defense. I was like, <laughs> just please, offense, save us from ourselves. And, you know, I don't know. I, I know I know a lot of people want to blame Mike Pettin. I I just... I don't know what it is. We've got this. Uh, well, here's an we've interesting. Got this. Uh, here's
1: a nugget from Domofsky that is very yeah. interesting. Uh, Mike Pettin's contract is currently coming to an end. It's not. He hasn't been fired, but uh, he, Mike Pettin. Might not be re-signed. opted not to sign an extension after last year. So who knows? Uh, maybe. Uh, hmm. Matt just gives him the old handshake, says, Thank you for your service, and Thank you for doesn't have service. to fire him, and away they go. See you next time. I mean, if you're Matt LaFleur, and look, we've talked about it on this program many times, mostly when I'm bitching about the defense. Uh, you know, Matt has not seemingly been too kind of hidden with his frustrations at times when it comes to not just the play of the defense, but the calls that Mike Pettin has made. You know, I asked him about it when he was on the program about, well, why did it take till week 16, 17 to be talking about, hmm, maybe don't play seven yards off on third and two, et cetera, which he brought up unprompted. That's the other thing. No one asked him. Will yeah. he asked him at that, at that availability? Will he asked him a very general how your defense, what's your defense kind of like question and Matt specifically, unprompted, brought up that, you know, lack of press coverage, you know, guys playing soft, etc. So I got to think there's a bit of a disconnect there. But he knew they were they were successful. They've been to two NFC Championship games. But I got to think Matt is hoping that Mike maybe walks away and he's able to hire his own guy. Because as everyone here remembers, Patton was a McCarthy hire. So... I got to yeah. think that's in play right now. You know, I, I, that that would seem to make the most sense.
0: I don't, I mean, here's the thing that I think that is kind of crazy, right? It's like, Matt LaFleur is really good at his job for a whole host of reasons, but Agreed. he keeps things very close to the vest when it comes to that stuff. And I do think it's fascinating that this whole season, we have no idea what he really thinks about Mike <laughs> I I
1: would tend to agree. I would very much agree, actually. I think he's done a good job of uh, being even-keeled about it, you know? Um, all, right, all right, Corey. You ready? You ready?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> this week in the Packers- right it's this week in the packer blogosphere the return of that venerable series ladies and gentlemen this week in the packer blogosphere absolutely nothing happened everybody was copacetic and we lived in peace and harmony (laughs) on to the youtube chat Oh, oh wait maybe not holy shit aaron Rodgers coverage this is the thing that pisses me off the most banky like We've watched this happen,
0: by the way. I we've already seen this whole understand. thing happen,
1: by the way. I understand Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I understand he is the thing that stirs the drink. I get that everybody in the media needs to do their Aaron Rodgers thing because it's what gets clicks. I mean, we've got Pat McAfee himself yesterday with Aaron Rodgers talking about, oh, sorry, I had to like you know go on ESPN and talk about you going to the Colts. Like, that. everybody <laughs> has to do it. Like, I get it. I get it. But it's just hilarious oh, how fucking dishonest everybody is about it. Like, it drives Completely me dishonest. insane. Like, even Rodgers himself talking about, I'm the only one. Who, uh, they I'm, all are. I'm the honest no. athlete. at the th- Get out of here, Aaron. Come on. No. Give me a break. Like, look, I'm not telling tales out of school here. I mean, everyone wants to rip PFT for the report that Aaron Rodgers wants more money in his contract. Aaron Rodgers wants more money in his contract. He's out of guarantees. Like, this is, not, this is not rocket science. Like, yes, Rodgers would prefer a stronger commitment from the Packers. Shock. Oh, my God. The thing that makes me so mad about it, Corey, is that, as I intimated earlier, 10 minutes on Zoom, not even, I don't even know how long you talked. Maybe it was five minutes, eight minutes. I don't know. But that yeah, little Zoom session overshadowed everything that happened on the football field. And everything that happened on the football field means way more than anything that was said on that fucking Zoom call. It just drives me nuts. The the instant oh Rogers unhappy in Green Bay, he could be traded. He could be what might he sit out? Like that. Can we come back from La La Land? But I know everybody who's out there producing content saying, oh, what are the top five trade destinations for Aaron Rodgers? You are the most intellectually dishonest bullshit on the net. Give me a break. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. He knows it, the Packers know it, and everyone around the team, covering the team, and a satellite of the team knows it. But we all do. Ooh, maybe he could. Ooh, oh, that's sweet, sweet engagement. Yeah. He could. Let's Photoshop him <laughs> in a Colts jersey. <laughs> Give me a break. <sighs> Meanwhile, there are 52 other dudes who, who were suited up or were at least dressed for that game who get no mention, who get nothing, I mean Corey Lindsley played his most likely last game as a Green Bay Packer. We got nothing about it. Aaron Jones most likely played I mean, his last a, game. He did a
0: press conference. At he, least they gave Corey At least Linsley they got an availability
1: conference. out of it. No doubt. Hey, that's great. You know, you know who uh, I saw wrote about it packers.com. I haven't seen much from ESPN about it. I haven't seen much from the Journal Sentinel about it. You know, it's like it's all Rogers, 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 and that's not to I mean, you know. It's not to com- complete, three- th- throw those 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 outlets under the bus because there has been some other content. I get it, but it's been all Rogers all
0: the time. Give me a fucking I mean, break. There are two sides that are completely complicit in this. And one is we've talked about this whole entire season, and Rogers has talked about it on Pat McAfee show, and we've talked about it in in the in the 216 episodes of this show probably, <laughs> is right. that game ends and a elite cadre of underpaid writers <laughs> and reporters and journalists right. get together as a uh, collective but not li- not like they don't collude right, right. Collude, they, nice. they go into Good this word. they don't collude right they're a, they're a super pack and they go to a box and they go okay what did the packers do oh okay yeah oh aaron rodgers said that okay we're going to be in this box now and this is the box that we're in and now we're in this box right and what Aaron Rodgers has done, so the second thing I wanna say is what Aaron Rodgers has done is he's made it seem like, oh yeah, ha just. I'm on the show just saying what I want to say. I'm just and I'm going to say winging it here with Pat. He, so here there are two things he going on here, he's right? Doing. He's taking advantage. One, he knows like 1 million thousand percent what he's doing, and mm-hmm. I'm not calling him it's just easy. Like it's not yes. even like he's a genius. Like it's just that easy because if I know number one, if I know they're gonna go in the box, right, mm-hmm. then you can drive that narrative. You know they're gonna pull this big narrative thread, and all of them are complicit. I almost I almost retweeted Jen Lotta and was like, did you go over to the dark side? Because she's talking to to Julie Stewart Banks about like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave. And like they're all complicit. All it takes is for one of the two in the group to go. And then the herd goes, okay, here we go. And here we go. And the herd is going down the plane. And then so Aaron Rodgers is just taking advantage of that. He's like, oh, you guys are going to be in this little box. Okay. Well, I'm going to do this and this. Make you look like idiots. And now, remember, this is the thing that I find funny is that we live in a world where journalists and reporters think it's their job. Because they tend to break news because they get it from a source, they think they're news makers. But Aaron Rodgers is the news maker. You're just a news breaker. That's all you are. So there becomes this like now, especially with Twitter and social media, there becomes this play where – you know we were like hey this is going to give the fan a direct outlet to the to the player but instead what's happened is the players get to drive the biggest players, right? The biggest right, names, the right. marquees, the superstars, right? Too, yeah, that's how Hollywood is too, though. That's how Hollywood is too, right? It's like Naturally. he's he's taking advantage of how the ocean is, right? And and make no mistake about it, there this is completely contrived and not in a well, way that's rigged. It's just X thing happens, right. these things that These are things going are gonna, gonna follow. And I totally get that. I know the frustration
1: is, and I don't know anything, obviously, about what anybody's been told Anything in that regard. But I have to assume there are people who have heard stuff on background. You know, heard it from somebody who's connected to Rogers, whether it's his agent or whatever. And I have no doubt they know things secondhand, right? And it's frustrating when they get ganged up on on Twitter and, like, fans go, oh, well, you know, you don't know anything. You're making shit up. You're fake news, whatever. And I understand that frustration, but at the same time, maybe don't jump to, oh, Aaron sure sounds like a guy who's ready to leave when he has, like, a frustrating press conference after a really frustrating loss. Like, that's all that is. That's all it was. That's all it needed to be. But everybody has to blow it up into this huge thing to drive the content machine for three or four days. And that's why I get upset. And I
0: know, I know. I'm but a, here's the thing. I'm a idiot. what if but here here's the thing and I don't think this thread will result in this but could this thread mean that Aaron Rodgers ends up getting more guaranteed money just because Mark Murphy and uh the Packers want to just shut it all up yep. and if that is the case then oh man hey, then really players Aaron are going to be driving a lot Mur- of this stuff.
1: Aaron Rodgers saw Mark Murphy fly down to Mississippi to offer Brett 20 million dollars just to stop talking and not come back
0: He knows. (laughs) He knows what Uh, to do. Yeah, there's money to be made. Well, and that's where I started before you did your rant. Before you did your rant, that's the thing. I want Packers fans that are especially are younger go back because the only difference now the only difference this journey that we are about to be on we have started on sunday okay mm-hmm. we are now on a journey and it, and we could win the super bowl next year we're still on this stupid freaking journey and it is the journey of the transition to the next yep and unfortunately we now have social media and everything else to like but 2007 uh 2008 2009 those were very turbulent years as Packer fans, and there was a lot of, like, it just wasn't good. And I'm not looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, that. I know. Right, hey, to uh, Zay Tovin on, on YouTube. Nobody has an answer. What did Rodgers do? The th- th- the defense gave him three turnovers. Buddy, we talked about it for, like, 20 minutes at the beginning of the show. Click DVR. Catch up. There's a
0: DVR feature. Catch up.
1: There's a thing. Rewind, dog. Rewind. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. All right, we should, Welcome uh, to the internet.
0: <laughs> We should go to Super chat. Yeah, why not,
1: right? <laughs> God, it just makes me mad. Like, you won't answer. You won't answer. Dude, answered hours ago. Welcome. All right, let's get it. Luke. Uh, Luke's first Super Chat does not feature a, a, a message. So I'll go to the second one. Thank you for everything you have done over the year. Cheesehead TV made this year feel good. Cheers from the tent. Luke, A, thanks for that message. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the, you know, Patreon happy hours when you do. Man, we really appreciate the support, and thank you. Thank you for the super chat, man. It really means a lot. Thanks, Luke. Con Krug. It's fun to see him in the tent, too. I know. It's great. Con do we have a final pappies total for the year? If so, add another $5 to the pot. Thanks for everything you have done over the last several months. That is very nice of you, Con don't. I don't. think I don't we have, have anything an close one. to it. It's
0: like five. I think it's like five or six hundred. I think at this point. Dude, come on. It was but five or six hundred like two party. weeks
1: ago. Come on. No, no. It's way above that. Got, we got to be a, like. Okay, well, we got to be hanging around 800, eight nine hundred, somewhere around there. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Aaron thank Gonzalez, thank you, thank you for the super chat. Not to bash other fans, <laughs> why? Why apologize for that? But damn, it pissed me <laughs> off to see dudes talking about the draft during the watch party while Packers trying to come back. S M H. Aaron, I feel you, man. I feel you. I look. This is the thing. I know Corey and I get um, ridiculed at times because we are very passionate and very opinionated about how we fan and how we do not like how other people's fan people may fan in in, in regards to. The draft industrial complex, um, you know, however you go about your game, day, routines, etc. That doesn't mean you can't or shouldn't do it. Totally understand. Be the fan you want to be. Some people, that's how they process it, right? You know, it's we're losing. We're down 28-10. Oh, God. We really need to draft this. We else. need to draft this guy or we need to focus on that, that position in the draft. Like, I kind of get it, you know. Yes, live in the moment. If I was at a if I was at an actual party, like Corey can attest to this, when we watched the first Super Bowl together, we watched the '96 Super Bowl together. If someone started talking about the draft, I would fucking lose my mind on them live. But you know, I would I would kick mess, them out of know, my house. Yeah, I exactly. I think I
0: would kick them out of my exactly.
1: house. Exactly. But you know, I, I mean, understand here's, here's that we're
0: it, we're not all going to process yeah. it the same way. Here, here's what kind of blew my mind, and I always knew this, and, like, you live this more than I do, but, like, especially being here um, now is it never stops. Like, and I'm glad it doesn't. Like, I'm happy that it doesn't stop. But it's like, you know, Monday, I'm um, um, – I'm thinking about the Packers, like, and, and that's <laughs> right. always how my life has been, but now, like, I make content for it, so it's, like, even right. different, but, like, it it changed, but it didn't, you know what I mean, where yeah. it's, like, I okay. still would be thinking about them all the time, but it's not, like, well, like, it's just crazy, right. the season's over, but really, the next season has begun on yeah, Monday, of course, it's and, all and it, about for the, the first time now. in my life, I really felt like that, I really felt like, Oh, instead of, like, putting the Packers away, I'm not putting them away. No, 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 yep. no, 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 no I'm not going to do that as much as I've been trying this week.
1: <laughs> well, I had someone in the Packers Daily chat this morning <laughs> saying, like, uh, was thanking us for not only these shows, but Packers Daily every morning and the Patreon happy hours. It's like none of that's going to stop people. Uh, the Transplants will stop. But. Everything else, Cheesehead TV, we're going to be doing content all throughout the offseason. We've got tons of really fun stuff cooking up for you guys. It's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. David, thank you for the Super Chat. Will they fire Patton, and if so, who replaces him? I have no idea who replaces him, uh, but I don't think they need to fire him. As we talked about earlier, sounds like there's a good chance his contract is up, and maybe Matt just lets him walk. So we will see. Merck, 1987. Thank you for the super chat. Cheesehead TV rocked this year. Thanks so much. I must ask, is it too salty that I refuse to watch the other 12 anymore? Perry was right. He has had too much. Tom Brady's good, man. You can't begrudge him for being good. I mean, you can, but he's good. He's really fucking good. I don't begrudge really him. Good. I don't. I don't begrudge him for that. I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl and have a ball doing it. And I'm gonna think, man, we should have beat that team. That's Pretty much what I'm going to do. I want him to lose, though. I don't want him to win. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll be actively rooting for the Chiefs. There's no doubt they're they're a much better story, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I love Mahomes, and I love Andy Reid. Normally, so. I don't
0: root for the AFC, though. I'll be honest with you. Normally, I know I root you for the don't. Because I used to care about such things, but now I don't. <laughs> I know. Now I've I've distilled. I've done a distillation in my life where I've just <laughs> pared away everything but the Green Bay Packers. Like fantasy football, no, 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 no. There's other teams. Uh, NFC, no, no, no. There's other teams. Just get it right down to its core essence. No, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Mark Ingram, thank you
1: for the super chat. Thanks, guys, for an amazing season and great content. You made the season fun. Thank you. I mean, I said it on Daily this morning. Corey and I talked about it last off season when who even knew if there was going to be a season? We didn't know. Um, but once it became apparent that they were going to play football games, Yet no one was going to be there. It was really Corey driving that bus. Of well, let's do watch parties every week. Let's let's make you know try and drive even further into this community because we've done watch parties before uh, sporadically, but this is the first year we did them for every single game. And I think, I mean, I don't know, I, who knows? There's been nothing decided yet, but I think that's probably going to continue because it was a lot of fun. And it was a really good
0: time. I think what we'll do, I think what we need to do is we need to do basically watch draft party instead of like, instead of an actual broadcast, we do what we did last time, but we do it longer. And it's like a watch party.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that.
0: Totally down with that. Uh, ben
1: Stockings getting getting serious here, getting football serious. After we went down one score, Matt LaFleur said on the mic up that we need to spread it out and air it out. To me, that makes no sense considering the offensive tackle play. Could not agree more, Ben. Talked about it earlier. They lost their identity. They completely lost their identity. I don't understand it. Um, To me, again, Matt's a young coach. It's unfortunate that this is a really bitter pill he's going to have to swallow, and he's going to hopefully learn from it, but he's got to learn from it because I'm with you, man. I didn't think that made any sense at all in any way, shape, or form. Jocelyn, thank you for the super chat. Agree with Corey, Hall of Fame quarterback leading in all-time great offense, converts consecutive timeouts, turnovers into two straight three and outs. Much tougher than blaming the field goal, refs, or king. Hard pill to swallow. Doctor, doctor recommends to wash it down with brown liquid. Well, uh, is that whiskey or uh, Drano? I don't I don't even know. Is
0: Drano brown? I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> Little sure. mix of both. Mix if, of I mean, both. if you're going to drink Drano, you might as well put some. You might as well have some whiskey with it. That's a fair point. Don't kill yourself while you're killing yourself. You know what I'm saying?
1: Um, Jesse Campo, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Preston had a great rush on the Redmond. Dropped INT. That's the thing. I. You know, I did like I said earlier. I I think there were there were plays there, off and on. There were flashes, but for the most part, they didn't affect the game. Um, that play could have, but for the most part, pretty MIA. But yes, you are right, Jesse. That is, that, is, that is a very good point.
0: Stanley, well, you know what? Oh, you know sorry. what? Hey, you know what would have been the difference in that game and why we lost is because we did not have a BJ Raji like interception pick six. <laughs> we needed that? You know what I'm saying? Is that the key? We needed, the, we needed, a, we <sighs> needed, that's what we were look. we are looking for something from our defensive line. You know, Kenny Clark had some great stuff, but we didn't have that, like, seminal moment, right? We had the, you know, we had the Tremont Shields picks with Jair's picks and, right, and Amos, right? right? But we didn't really have that, like, you know, linebacker defensive line, like, like, shut-down takeover moment. You know what I'm saying? You Reggie know, White back-to-back sacks. You know, you know, you
1: know Corey, what what, really – I know you've been shying away from the subject, so let's just put it out in the open. I know what really happened is that you didn't take your shirt off, buddy. I told you. I told you on Matt's show Niggler, the night I, before the I game. I said
0: I was going to take my shirt I off said if, if the Packers were if winning. If they
1: win it, if, if, you, if they show a shot of Corey Bankey in his seat with his shirt off, they're going to win the game. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't matter if they were winning or not.
0: No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. No, you, I thought you. You let you us were all winning, down. Thank I was you. prepared, <laughs> Nagler. I was prepared to take my shirt off, which no one needs, but I needed uh, us to get up. And I basically, know. I was waiting for us to get ahead, and, it never and then happened. I was ready. I was on it. By the way, I made the leaderboard, though. I did make the leaderboard. I made you proud. Nice. Well done. I made the, the big, big, big screen. There. Look at
1: you. That's good Lamble. job, Stanley Williams. Thanks for the super chat. Here comes Chris Richard. Or yes, yeah, from formerly of Seattle and Dallas. I guess he's a possibility. Is he a LaFleur guy? I don't know. I think LaFleur's obviously probably got a short list if he is looking for somebody.
0: I have no idea if Chris is on it though. Um I com- said this in the happy hour and I just want to tell everybody this like yeah. if you can just you know get back with QB1 this whole like, you know, thinking ahead, thinking positive like The place right now that's like where I'm most at peace is when (laughs) I think about July, Mm -hmm. like when I really think hard about July and what it means and like this whole like the whole notion of pre-camp and like what pre-camp can be Mm -hmm. and what camp can be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just taking my hat off and I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm putting it on that shelf. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I love it. Trying to find that place.
1: Have a little David Bakhtiari podcast where he comes over to the house again. You get coach over for a pack
0: of transplants. Nice you summer. Start happy hour at four. Nice summer afternoon. And you're like, oh, the sun is beating too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about practice. Okay, <laughs> let's go inside. Let's go in the air conditioning.
1: Oh, now, <laughs> now you got me all you got me all beklempt over here. Uh, Khan, thank you for the super chat. You're not going to hear anything more truthful today than what Corey has said about Aaron Rodgers driving the narrative, plus $5 for Pappy. Thank you, Con. Very very nice of you. William Glass, thank you for the super chat. I feel like we are in the Scooby-Doo episode where Fred pulls off Pettin's mask and we see Dom sitting there. The pack could use a punch you in the mouth, D. You know what's crazy is I do, I was talking about that with uh, Matt Bowen the other day. Where I was saying, like, it's like it's been a continuation of the same kind of problems. It's, it's yes, they are different schemes, but they're both rooted in the three-four. They both have these like kind of real vulnerabilities in the middle, and yeah, the the some of the pieces have changed, but man, it feels the same. I'm with you, William. It would be nice to have a complete. Switch as far as not just scheme, although I do think a scheme switch is a possibility, but just an attitude adjustment, just a little, just a tweak of know, a little nasty, you know, a little nasty on defense,
0: rather than being hard. so that's passive. Like, that's like so reactionary. That's like inflation, right? As soon as you think you got a little bit of inflation, you got a lot of inflation. I know. So, I you feel know. you. I feel you. But I, like I just say, oh, yeah,
1: I, like yeah. I understand what Williams saying in regards to like, oh, look, it's the same dude. You know, it's like, I think, I think Mike did a good job this year in the sense that like the defense was not good early in the year and they got pretty damn good by the end of the year. Obviously they had a meltdown at the worst possible time, but then they also kept the Packers in this game on Sunday. It made it possible for them to come back and provided ample opportunities for them to take the lead. So, you know, it's hard for me to kill Mike too much on what could be on his way out the door. We don't know yet, but um, I feel you, William, is what I want to say. I totally feel what you're talking about there. Uh, Overshadow, Sean. Thank you for the super chat. Another season complete. Thank you, Aaron, Corey, Lil Ton, and everyone at Cheesehead TV for all the hard work. Hope to see everyone back in the chat in 2021. Thank you, Overshadow. It's very nice of you. Um, you know, you guys. This is what we do. Like Corey said, we always think about the Packers. So it's nice just to be able to get on a, you know, set and. Corey's home and get on, throw on some headsets and talk with like-minded folks. Whether you agree with us or not, I know some people just hate watch, and I totally get it. Thanks for the engagement, um, <laughs> but we also hear from a lot of people. We do hear from a lot of people. Peter Bukowski hate watches this show. I have I have zero doubt, um, but we do we zero do doubt. we hear from a lot of people. We got a really lovely message in the inbox this morning, um, just people thanking us for what we do here at Cheesehead TV and look. We love it. We obviously are obsessed with the team, and this is, you know it's a whole reason this whole thing started. But thank you guys for showing up every day for Packers Daily, every week for Transplants, for all the watch parties. This season has been a ball. It has been an absolute ball, and in a very fucked up year. This is kind of the one bastion of fun, you know, for lack of a more simplistic and uh, incisive word, that that I've had. I've had a ball, and it's been great sharing this Packers journey with all of you in 2020. So I I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, you got anything else there for the fine folks at home there, Corey?
0: I saw I saw a bunch, a couple more super chats coming. If you want to grab them, hold on, hold on, hold please. Clearing, hold,
1: please. I'm clearing the queue, Corey.
0: I, I, saw them while you were doing it. I thought you were going to go right into, I, I, no, I think it's pretty amazing. I think, uh, I think the Patreon and the YouTube community, I think everybody's really great. Um, and I think it's, it's been, you know, definitely helped me this season, uh, starting with trivia and everything that we did, everything we were able to, able to accomplish and, um, you know, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Keep it I wish going. we were in the Super Bowl, guys, oh, but we're God. not. David David Ashman. David, thank you for
1: the super chat from across the pond, apparently. Okay, rephrase. Who would you like to replace, Pettin? Wade Phillips still good? Shout out from Ireland. Thanks, both of ye, for all the content this year. Did you really say ye? Well, you are leaning into that? I love it. <laughs> I love it. I like um, it. Wade Phillips, I doubt it. I mean... Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur's best friend, fired Wade Phillips. I can't imagine he's going to phone up Sean and go, so how was Wade when you fired him?
0: You know, I just, I don't know. Maybe, but I would tend to doubt it. I hope that he gets somebody like, I don't know, somebody like himself, the pick you didn't think of. Yeah, man,
1: that's that's a good possibility. AVA Jiraiya, thanks for the super chat. Sorry, just got off work and switched you guys on. Kevin King and the special teams coordinator, what do they do there I mean love you long time boys. Cheers. Well I think they allow Kevin <laughs> King to walk. Kevin King will not be back, if I had to guess. And uh, they've they've reportedly fired Sean Meninga. So there you go. Answer the Packers answered pretty much for you right there. Adam Smith, thank you for the super chat. Wasn't our defense ranked ninth the best in ten years? Why so much hate for Pettin? Situational football. I mean that's it's that simple. It's fine to be ranked certain spots, and yes, top 10 defense, great. And like I said, I don't think it was less than five minutes ago. He did a phenomenal job as far as taking a defense that at the beginning of the year was not playing very well, got them to a really good spot. However, you still have to deliver situationally, whether that's third short and allowing easy completions, or say, um, let me think about it, fourth down with six seconds to go in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, and you call a fucking man call. And you let everyone just run by you with a single high safety. With Savage in the box. What the fuck is going on? That's, to me, that call in that situation is a fireable offense. To me. It, I mean, that's just me. Bad. I'm not in charge of the team. I'm not the head coach. I don't make these well, decisions. But I, and especially would have a, I would have had a real hard time not firing Pettin at halftime when we walked into the fucking locker room. So that's why. That's why so much hate for Pettin. Just so you're not. Just so just so you just
0: you just channeled Brandy right there. I'm just um, you know, <laughs> just putting it out there. I mean and it's so funny too because literally your identity is you have a soft ass defense that that plays like prevent coverage. So the one time you think the you would do it. The
1: one time you need it <laughs> and you have a man call with oh, a single high it's safety. So what it's in so the ironic. entire It's like I it makes me think it was Vegas involved here? Like I don't know. I don't know. There should be an investigation. Because what? Finally, Jared, thank you for the super chat. Meninga gone. Praise hands. <laughs> poor
0: Sean. <laughs> P- poor Sean Meninga. That's a great way to end it, though. <laughs> that's that's a poor just Sean
1: like... I mean, I think Sean was a little bit over his head the entirety of his time in Green they Bay. They almost
0: ran one back in the NFC in the Championship yep, game. They yep. got, like, to the 55 Yeah, they did.
1: They did. Well, hopefully uh, they can right. turn that around. But we'll see, Corey. Um, we'll see. You, you mentioned the Patreon happy hour a little bit ago. Uh, I can't thank the Patreon members for Cheesehead TV enough. You guys have been amazing all year. Your support means the world, and we have had a ball each and every week on those happy hours. They are not going to stop. Going to be doing them every week throughout the off season. Uh, your support means everything. If you guys want to join. All you got to do is go to patreoncom TV. Lots of different membership levels. A lot of you have been jumping on board uh, annually, giving an annual membership, which I got to say is is it really means a lot. The sense that like you're in for the long haul. So thank you very much. Uh, if you want to, patreoncom TV. If you can't, trust me, I totally get it. In this day and age we're living in, There's lots of uncertainty still out there with the economy or what's going to happen with COVID, etc. Just the thing you can do for us more than anything else is subscribe on social, whether it's here on our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, um, hit like, hit subscribe, and tell all your friends and family about us. We're diehard Packers fans. All right, Corey, anything else before we go?
0: No, I wish the Packers were in the Super Bowl. (sighs)
1: Well, that'll do it for this episode and this season. Of Packer Transplants Live, we'd like to thank everyone who joined us all season long and who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. And I think there may be a misnomer um, among uh, yourselves and the others at Cheesehead uh, TV. Is that right? Um, that is there, correct. That there maybe uh, if the second and ten is called and it's a run pass, and I'm going to choose to pass out of spite for. the uh, I I'm can not spite. You. I didn't say spite. Come on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs>